Well, hello there and welcome back. This is Scott Volker with the Amazing Seller Podcast and this is going to be episode number four. And I just want to first say that uh, I really do appreciate uh, everyone that has uh, said, you know what, Scott, I really, really uh, have been looking forward to something like this and I really appreciate you doing that. And uh, the feelings are mutual. I really appreciate uh, being able to reach out and connect with other sellers and uh, really uh, just kind of uh, pick each other's brains. And then for me to just be that channel that's going to allow it to be, uh, you know, be able to, you know, kind of understand. And uh, that's actually what I'm going to talk a little bit about today is product selection. Because there's a whole bunch of different things that I kind of covered in some of the other ones, like my entire journey. And, you know, picking the product is probably one of the most important parts of this entire thing. Rather than understanding every part, every step, and if you go back and you listen to episode number two, where I kind of walk you through how I went from zero to 47,000 in sales in 90 days, uh, I really kind of just went very quickly over all of those different steps. And uh, the reason why I wanted to do this particular uh, show was because I I put a post out there on the uh, Amazon FBA private label sellers uh, Facebook group. And uh, I had a bunch of people say, you know what, you know, I'd like to know more about this. I'd like to know more about the shipping. I'd like to know more about, you know, how to pick a supplier and Alibaba and not get scammed and all that stuff. But one of these just really resonated with me because I know that some of you are listening that are either starting from scratch and you need to pick a product or you're thinking about product two or product three. And I'm just going to share a quick little story with you because even though I already picked my first product and it's fairly successful, my second product right now I'm struggling with. I've picked it, but I'm having a problem with uh, suppliers, okay, and with that particular product. And uh, I'll explain a little bit more later on that, but I just want you to know that just because you do it once doesn't mean that everything is going to go, you know, as easy the next time, all right? You got to be willing to to uh, kind of learn and then move on, and that's what I'm doing, and that's what I'm taking away from that. But the product selection especially when you're first starting out and, you know, for the second, third and fourth product is very, very important. But once you kind of, you know, kind of go through the, you know, market that you're going to go after, that's really the other thing that you have to think about. So before you even think about a product, you have to think about what market am I going to go into? And I'm going to kind of break that down in this show. All right. But let me just read real quickly what Denise said um, on the Facebook group. And she said, Scott, I'm learning a ton, but finding lots of steps that I hear about almost as an afterthought. For example, been learning about picking the product, then hear and realize I need to know about shipping. Then I realize I need to know about ratings and getting ratings or reviews. And then I need to learn about picky aspects of Amazon so I don't piss them off signs of poor suppliers, etc. I would love a simple big picture step-by-step framework to follow so that I'm uh, you know, not mistakenly missing anything, uh, you know, some of these important steps, and then they're going to come back to bite me. Um, and then she just says that uh, she really appreciates uh, doing this. So you know what? Thank you for submitting that, Denise, and I'm totally with you. And I think that the framework is going to be in episode number two uh, is really going to be kind of like the bird's eye view. And I do get into some nitty gritty there. But today what I want to do is break down that first thing that, that uh, Denise mentioned, which is the uh, you know picking the product. All right, so let's really dive into that on this episode. Let me also say another thing real quick just about this show because we are fairly new right now, right? This is uh, episode number four is uh, I uh, I had some 
a few people ask, you know, like, you know, how often is it going to be? And, and, uh, you know, how long is it going to be? And, uh, actually Marvin asked, uh, and Hey Marvin, if you're listening, thank you so much for the question. Uh, but you, uh, you asked, you know, like, is it going to be, you know, short? Is it going to be long? And, you know, the real answer to that is I really don't know. Uh, it's going to be as long as it needs to. Uh, I don't have a ticker here saying that I have to get done, but I am going to get through this stuff. And it's like I said to Marvin, you know, I want to basically give you actionable stuff, stuff that you can actually write down and do, uh, rather than just giving you theory. All right. Uh, so, you know, I'm hoping between 30 minutes to 45 minutes, but if I go over or a little under, then I do. But just to give you an idea, and I'm not, it's like Marvin said, he's, he, he says that sounds great because I answered him back on the Facebook group, but that he just doesn't like compressed information. And I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, that's, that's how I feel, right? I want to just learn something, but I want to be able to learn something and then immediately get off and do something. So that's what I'm going to try to give you, um, wh- whether I'm interviewing someone or wh- whether I'm just talking about something that I just recently did. So let me uh, go over this real quickly, okay? And we're gonna we're gonna break it down into chunk, you know, by chunk on how we're gonna select a product. All right. So the very first thing that you need to do is you need to ask yourself, okay, whatever product I'm going to go into, am I going to be able to build a brand around this? Okay. And what I mean by that is, are you going to, if Amazon ever went away, are you going to be able to have your own entity, your own channel where you could sell your products, okay? And are you going to be able to find products that are going to relate to one another? So this way here, you're not selling, you know, a whole barrage of different things that aren't related to that market. So the very first thing you have to think about is, can I build a brand around this? I see so many people doing like kitchen goods and then they'll do sporting goods and then they'll do... uh you know, I don't know, camping goods. And then, you know, it's not synergistically and it's very hard to build a brand like that. It's like being Dick's Sporting Goods or, you know, one of the major, uh, you know, department stores, you know, that's not what you want to be. You want to be focused and you want to be building a brand around a particular uh, market or niche. Okay. So let me just say that the other thing that I look at is, can I instantly, like, can I come up with five related products that could work with the first product or the second product, you know, do they align with each other? So if you're selling like a garlic press, you know, the next thing might be a lemon press or the next thing might be uh, some type of knife, special knife, or maybe it's going to be, um, you know, maybe a, a slicer or, you know, something like that. I'm, I'm just giving you, you know, kind of ideas, but you, you see where I'm going with this. You want to be able to come up with, with items that are going to be related to each other. Okay. And then the other thing is, is can you eventually, and I just want to stress that eventually, not now, because I don't recommend you do this now, but could you eventually build a website or a blog around this where you can deliver content on a regular basis? So meaning, can you, you know, teach some aspects um, within this particular product or your brand? Okay. Because once you get going down this path, you're going to want to start being able to attract outside traffic and what better way than through content marketing. Now, before I even, even, I just wanted to bring that up, but before I even talk about that, I don't even want to even put that into your head yet because that's so far down the line. I'm giving you an example. I've been at this a hundred over 125, 130 days, uh, just over three months. And I just, uh, decided to put up a blog. Okay, and a website. 
Okay, I just did it because I wanted to validate that it was uh, worth it, and I didn't want to focus on that because that's not what was going to kickstart the Amazon thing, right? So that's very, very important. So don't stress about a website and a blog and a, a YouTube channel and all the social networks and all that stuff. Don't worry about that stuff. And if you listen to episode number two, uh, you'll you'll hear that I, I say that really it's just important to focus on you know basically product, then sales, then reviews, and then just keep getting sales and then keep getting reviews on that one product until you get to 25 sales per day consistently and then move on to product number two. And that's all that you're focusing on, okay? So- here we go. What do you want to sell? That's the first thing you got to ask yourself. And you might be saying, well, I don't know what to sell. I, that's why I'm listening to this, right? Well, here's what you want to do. And this is what I did. And I'm kind of reverse engineering what I did. So I'm just going to kind of roll that out to you. But you want to write a list of things that you're interested in. Okay. Just write, just write down, sit down with a piece of paper and just write down a whole bunch of things that come to mind that you like to do or that you like to do with your kids or if you like to do on the weekends or, you know, it could be hobbies. It could be uh, things that you just find yourself doing. You know, like this morning I went out and I shoveled snow. So shovels. Okay. What about shovels? What else? Okay. There's those little spikes that you can put on the bottom of your, of your, uh, uh, shoes so that way there you don't slip. Uh, you see what I'm saying? You, you can kind of go uh, with what you're doing through the day. All right. So you just want to write a list of things that you do on a regular basis, but also that interest you. Now, in, you know, shoveling snow doesn't interest me, so I wouldn't technically go into that market, but I just wanted to use that as an example because uh, you're doing things all day. I just made a cup of coffee, right? I used my Keurig machine. Uh, I used uh, one of those filters inside of that. So that's another idea, right? I could do coffee filters maybe for my Keurig. Uh, you get the idea. Uh, I'm not saying to go into that market. I'm just I'm giving you an idea. Okay, so that's how you can kind of start brainstorming. Then from there, you just want to kind of go over things that you might have recently purchased yourself, right? Like what did what have you purchased in the last week or the last day, right? I mean everything. I mean everything. You want to write down everything that you've purchased, all right? Because that's going to give you ideas and that one idea could then all of a sudden allow you to start drilling down into a market. And I'm going to go over that in a minute. All right, but you want to write down everything on a day-to-day basis that you're touching, that you're using, or maybe a problem that you had that you had to go buy something, whether it be super glue, whether it be uh, you know a, a band-aid. I, I don't know. What, whatever you're buying on a regular basis, start going through that stuff because even though it might not be a band-aid that you're going to sell, but it might get you looking into that market and then saying like, oh wow, I didn't know that these wraps that they're putting around the arm is something new. Uh, you don't need tape; it just self clings or whatever. Right? You, you see what I'm saying? So. You just really just want to start brainstorming, you know, get get a bunch of ideas, as many as you possibly can, all right? Now, here's some tips for you, though, when you are considering a product, all right? And these are my, kind of like my rules. It must be small, it must be under two pounds, and if it's under a pound, that's even better. I personally would like a pound and a half or a pound. Two pounds is kind of like the the you know, the the upper end. Uh, You want it to be 18 inches or smaller in length. And the reason for this is because if you go over that, then you're going to be into an oversized product. And then Amazon is going to only allow you to to send them in 500 units to FBA. They're only going to store up to 500 units and it just becomes a big hassle. So you want to start with something small under 18 inches. That's at least what it is right now. You can always look into that under oversized items, uh, FBA. And then from there, 
no electronics. I will not go into electronics because, you know, obviously things can break, right? Things can come, uh, you know, shorted out or, uh, you know, they might come damaged or, you know, if the person soldering it didn't, you know, finish their connection. So now electronics can break. I don't like that. And few moving parts, okay? So if you have something that has five different moving parts, there's chances, there's five chances that something's either going to come broken or that one of those pieces is going to be missing or that it could start to stop working over time. So I try to do something that has less moving parts. Um, now, these are just things to think about. It doesn't mean you have to live by this. This is just what I go through when I'm going to select a product, all right? Now, the other thing, let me just kind of back up again for ideas again. I wrote down a little list here is... Another great place that, and I'll do this, I'll be laying in bed, flipping through the channels, and I'll go by the Home Shopping Network or QVC, and I'll see people demonstrating certain products. Well, obviously, if it made QVC or the Home Shopping Network, then people are buying it. So then I'll start to just brainstorm, right? I'll start brainstorming, or I might write them down just so I can go back to them in the future if I want to. But again, I'm a, I'm a little bit different right now because I'm in a market. I've already picked my market, so now I'm a little bit more selective. So unless I see something in my market as I'm flipping through QVC or whatever, um, then I might not stop and take a look at that. But if I see something and it's related to my market, I might stop and watch, and then I might make a note of that. But that this is I'm, I'm pretending like you don't know what you're going to do yet, okay? Uh, but if you do know what you're doing, then you're just going to be a little bit more selective on what you're going to tune into, all right? But it's a great way to get ideas. The other one is Shark Tank. I don't know if you guys watch Shark Tank, but I watch that all the time. Number one, I love it because it's entrepreneurs out there, uh, you know, trying to make a living and trying to, you know, kind of get themselves on the map. It's just, it's motivational, it's inspirational, uh, and there's some really good ideas, all right? So you can really, really pick up some ideas to even just get yourself started so you can start drilling down. Because really all you want right now is just kind of like seed keywords, you know, seed ideas, and then you can kind of build off of them. And uh, the other one is like, like late night infomercials, right? You're all, you know, I'm sure you're, you've been up at, at, you know, one time or another and you're sitting there and you're flipping through and nothing's on and you you go by like, you know, Insanity or, you know, P90X or, you know, or maybe that uh, that cooker that, you, you know, you put the ham in and it rotates. I don't know. I'm just making things up. But you know what I mean. You know, some of those things can give you an idea, all right? So that's kind of like how you can just start, right, and get some ideas flowing because it really is going to start with that. But you're always going to want to think to yourself, can I build a brand about this and can I offer other products, preferably five or more? Because you, as you build this brand, you want to build a product line so this way here they can cross-promote each other, all right? Then the other thing I'll do is I'll go to Amazon and eBay and I'll look at the top sellers and I'll just, I'll kind of drill down into different categories. I'll look at the different categories. I'll look at subcategories and then I'll just continue to make lists. Okay. So before I do any research, you know, as far as can I get a product made, I just make lists of what I could, you know, potentially, um, or that, you know, potentially interest me, but also if I can uh, possibly offer something like that. Or again, if I'm brand new about a market that I might not even know is a market. Okay, so that's what you're going to want to do is just really drill down on that. Now, where the fun part starts to come, okay, is when you do pick the brand or the market or the niche that you want to go into. Now, what we have to do is start doing some investigation work. Okay, we got to start looking and seeing if there's even products out there selling right now. Now, some of you may not, you know, think that you need to do this and, you know, you don't have to. I just like to validate that a product is at least selling. Even if I want to put a, a new spin on it, I want to know that at least it's selling, okay? 
So first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to take the keyword that's related to it. So if it was a garlic press, then I would put in garlic press and then I would hit enter. And then in Amazon, that this is too, Amazon Marketplace. And then I would see what came up, okay? So now I would look at the top 10 people that come up for garlic press, okay? And now I want to now start digging deeper into these. Now, even though I'm going in with garlic press, I may find out sooner than later that I might get an idea because I'm going to drill down and see what other products they're selling that maybe garlic press isn't the one I'm going to start with. I might start with the lemon press because I see that they're selling that too and it's selling even better, all right? So the very first thing you're going to do is get that keyword of the product that you want to research and I would say to have about 10 different ideas or 10 different products that you're thinking about before you go into this process. And you're going to want to have like a spreadsheet of some kind because then you can kind of organize this stuff, all right? But then just type the keyword in there, get the top 10 uh, results or at least the top five, okay? I usually start with the top five because then I can drill down deeper if I need to, all right? And then click into them and see what else they're selling. Okay. See if they're, you know, if they've been around a while. See if, uh, if you click on their brand, how many other products are they selling? All right. And then you can kind of get an idea, all right, of what else is going on within this market, what other people are buying within this market. Now, also, you'll want to look at also down below a little bit where it says frequently bought together because then sometimes you can get an idea spun off of the first idea that'll bring you in a totally different direction. All right. So, Again, a lot of different brainstorming going on here and a lot of uh, research is what we're doing, but it's very, very important to do this, okay? So now what I do is I note the top 10 sellers, okay? And now I look at the reviews, okay? And I wanna look at the reviews because if I see that the first, the top five have like 1,000 reviews or 750 reviews, I'm probably not going to go after that product as my first product, maybe my second or my third, but not my first product, because that's going to take a lot more work to compete there than it would be if I found one that was under 500, okay? And that's one of my criteria that I'm going to go through in a minute, some of my filters that I use internally, all right? But you want to look at how many reviews they have. Now, if you see the first one has 1,000 and the second one has only you know 350, then you might want to look into that because maybe you can take the second, third, or fourth spot. But before we get into that, let's take a look and kind of like investigate what they are selling in the top five, okay? So the way that you can do this is you just go to their bestseller rank, which is down below. You got to scroll down a little bit and you're going to see the bestseller and it's got to be in the top category. So if it's in kitchens or home and kitchens, whatever it is, then you want to know that one. You don't want it to be like home kitchens forward slash, uh, you know, kitchen goods forward slash, uh, you know, garlic press. You don't want that category because that's like a subcategory of a subcategory. You want it to be the top level category. So meaning like if it's in beauty, you want it to be beauty. If you want, if you're going into sports and outdoors, it would be sports and outdoors. If you're going uh, into kitchen or home and kitchens, you want it to be home and kitchens. That's the top level BSR or bestseller rank. That's how you can kind of determine uh, how the sales are going. And usually if it's 500 or less, they're selling quite a few. Um, now, depending on the market, that's going to depend on how many they're selling in that particular, uh, you know, that particular category. Um, but for the most part, if you're selling 500, if your BSR is 500 or less, you're over 50 a day usually. And sometimes in depending on the markets, if you're in like a supplement market, you're probably a hundred a day or more. Uh, but if you're at a 500, or below 500 on a BSR, the bestseller rank, in that 
in the top level category, it's selling pretty well. Okay, so that would be my first criteria. My criteria is I want the first one, the top one for that keyword, to at least be 500 or less. Okay, now if it was like 600. I would still pay attention to it. If it was 700, I'd still pay attention to it. Um, it just wouldn't be as, uh, I guess, like, wow, this thing is really selling if it was like that. But here's the other thing is if it is 500, you may track this thing over the next seven days, which I'm going to recommend in a minute, and then you're going to kind of like do an analysis on it, but you might see it goes from 500 to 700 to 300, so you can see the sales maybe are floating you know, through the week, and that's normal. But the average, 500 is a good rule of thumb to start with. Now, some people say it has to be 100 or less. I think that's, I think you're, you're, you're trying to go into a too competitive of a market. All right, I would say 500 or less and you'll be fine. All right, now, uh, the next thing is, and this is very important, is you want to now look at the next three, okay? So you, the next four, the top four, really, okay, or five. And what you want to now look for is look at their BSR, now, if it goes from 500 all the way to like 10,000 on the second one, well, something's wrong there. Maybe the first one is a major brand, okay? Maybe it's a, you know, it's a brand that's being promoted off of Amazon, right? So what you really want to see is you want to see consistency here. So I usually look for if the top one, the number one spot is 500 BSR, and then the second one uh, is at least 1,500, but a lot of times I'll find it where it's 600, 700, and then the third one might be 1,000, and then the fourth one might be 1,500. Those are good numbers, but my, my filters are the number one spot has to be at least 500 for a BSR, for the best seller rank, okay, in the top level category. And then the second one and the third one, I would like at 1,500 or less, and then on the fifth or sixth one, I would go as high as 5,000 or less, Okay. And then that really validates that that market, there's a bunch selling, okay? Meaning that it's it's mixed up though. You know, you've got some people that might might be selling 10 a day. You might have some that might be selling 25 a day. And you've got the top one that's selling, you know, maybe 50 or 75 a day. And if you combined all them together, you're talking two, 300 per day um, collectively, all right? So I know I'm kind of throwing a bunch at you here, but we're really just talking about validating that a certain product has a market there. Now, could you start from scratch and say, I'm gonna throw a product out there that no one else has that they're offering and take a chance on it? You could. You know, you're just not being able to validate before you invest. And that might be something you wanna do on the second, third, or fourth product as well. But the first product you really wanna try to hit, you know, I'm not gonna say a home run, but you wanna at least hit a you know, a double, you know, in the baseball world, you want to be able to at least get a double, you know, a single, yeah, you know, you're going to get frustrated because you're just going to might maybe break an even, but you want something, you know, that you have potential to scale. Um, so those are my filters. The other filter is, and I kind of mentioned this is the number one spot for your keyword that you're going after and the keyword, meaning the product. So if it was garlic press, it would be garlic press, right? Cause if someone's looking for a garlic press, they're not going to go into a category. They're going to go and search garlic press or garlic press for my kitchen or whatever. But if you do that, the uh, top number one spot, like I said, you want the BSR to be 500 or less. Okay. The other thing is you want to look at the reviews. If it has more than 500 reviews, I'm a little reluctant to do it unless the second, third, fourth, and fifth one have under 500 or under 300 because then I know I can probably gain a spot in there eventually. And again, this is all looking at it eventually being able to be 
with these, you know, these different sellers on the same page. But more importantly, it's about proving that there has that there's sales being generated right now in this particular market. And there's not just one seller dominating, there's a few. All right. So that's kind of in a nutshell how I would do this and how I'm, I do this for future products. All right. This is what I look at. Now, as you create your brand, you get more authority inside of Amazon. They're going to help you sell your product. So then being able to rank your second, third, fourth, and fifth product is going to be easier. Okay. Because they're going to now start to give you more authority. And that's a whole nother topic that we can talk about. But again, I wanted to chunk this down. That's kind of the entire process for, you know, really uh, establishing if you can create a brand and if there's products selling. Okay. And that's really what you want to know here. Um, the other thing that I did want to mention is that you, you know, when you're thinking about this, you also want to create, like I said, create a spreadsheet, but then what you want to do is track these different ones. Like, let's say you pick uh, this one product and you're basically finding that it has five major players. You want to take all of those, copy their their uh, URL and Amazon into a spreadsheet, uh, put down how many reviews each of them have currently, um, write down their BSR, you know, their bestseller rank. So this way here you know and then this way here you can come back the next day the same time and see if the numbers have changed so maybe their bestseller rank went up or maybe it went down maybe it shows that they're selling even more because it's tuesday and tuesdays more people buy garlic presses i don't know i'm just saying uh but this way here you can over the course of five or six or seven days you can kind of start to see if this is a steady market Now, the other thing is I'm going to throw in there, a little side nugget here, is that you may or may not know, but there's a lot of the giveaway thing out there, right? The giveaways for promos, and you're giving a a product away for a dollar, so this way here you can spike sales. So this way here, your your bestseller rank could be 5,000 one day, and then the next day it could be 200, all right, in that main category, but it's short-lived. This is also going to help you decide and decipher if someone had ran a promotion. So you might go there and say, oh, wow, this person's ranking, you know, number three and their their bestseller rank is uh, 200. Wow, they got to be selling like, you know, 75 a day, you know, but then you come back seven days from now and you see it's all the way up to 8,000. My guess is they they probably ran a, an email blast to one of those services. So this way here, they can get a spike in sales. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about as far as the promos and the bestseller rank and spiking sales and all that stuff, don't worry about it because we'll cover that. It's not that important right now. Just understand that if you do the seven-day thing like I'm saying and you track it and then you can kind of get um, an analysis on it, uh, you can determine that, okay? Because then you're going to say, wait a minute here, something's wrong, all right? So that's what I would recommend doing, okay? All of those steps, all right? So very, very simple. If you break it down, if you need to, you can play this back and then write them down. Uh, But again, just you wanna be able to build a brand around this this, uh, product and products because you're gonna want five or more, like I said, and uh, and you're gonna wanna be able to eventually build a a website slash blog so you can deliver content on on an ongoing basis. Again, let's go back to the garlic press. You could do recipes on this blog that's gonna drive drive people over and then as you're doing it you could be mentioning or the the post you could be mentioning your garlic press and then people are going to come in for the recipe and then you're going to be able to talk about the garlic press uh just an example. I'm not saying go out and sell garlic presses by the way. I just needed to give you an example. Um so that's really 
all there is to it. So just evaluate right now. You're going to be brainstorming right now. You're going to be coming up with ideas. And uh, and the other side note is don't think to yourself, I want to go in two different brands all at once. I'm going to start a kitchens uh, and you know home and kitchen brand, and I'm going to do over here. I'm going to do a camping uh, one. Don't do that. Go with one right now. Pick one and drive it home. Really, really focus on it. Because once you get the product, then you're going to want to just concentrate on sales, reviews, sales, reviews. That's it. It's all you're going to worry about until you get to 25 sales. That's all I did. And, uh, and it seems to be working pretty well. All right. So uh, that's it. So don't worry about packaging right now or products uh, or if, uh, finding a supplier or any of that stuff yet. It's not important. The only thing, let me, let me, let me say something though. The only thing you might want to do is if you see after you've done this little bit of research and you got your spreadsheet done while you're waiting, right? You're, you're probably going to want to do some other things. Head over to Alibaba and uh, and see if you can if you can see if there's even uh, products being made right now uh, with this uh, you know or that you're interested in just so that way there you know that it's going to be just a matter of finding a supplier. That's one of the other things that I didn't mention that I do do. So if I find something, I went through all of this uh, information and I kind of was going looking at all of the data. And I said, wow, this thing looks good. I'm going to track this thing for seven days. I may then head over to Alibaba or wherever you want to look for uh, being able to private label. If it's something in the USA, I would say do that too. Uh, but yeah, just uh, go over there and just quickly do a little search. You know, if it's garlic press, garlic press and see, you know, you're going to see a ton over at Alibaba for garlic presses. But if you did that, you would see and you see different quality ones and then you can see maybe things that you could add differently because uh, once you do decide to, uh, you know, have one of these made, we should really, in another episode, talk about how to make it better and also differentiate yourself from the competitor, all right? And there's ways to make this product better by looking at all of your competitors and looking at all of their one-star and two-star and three-star reviews and hearing about all of the complaints that people are giving, and then you can go ahead and make that product even better. But again, that's down the line. I'm just kind of giving you some thoughts here. But that's pretty much it on this episode. I really wanted to drive this point home as far as that being able to select a product is probably one of the most important things that you could spend the most time on because it's really going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be the thing that either makes this thing work or doesn't. All right. You, you got to have a good product. You got to have a product that, that you know you can sell. It's great to know that you have uh products that are selling already so then you can just make it better and just do better marketing and better images and better promotions and all that stuff. So so that's it. So don't worry about finding a supplier yet. That's for another show, another discussion. Just do what I just said, write down that stuff, give yourself some time to do this, but don't delay on it, do it. All right. Make those lists and start drilling down. Start thinking about what you would want to create a brand about. Right. And that's the other thing. You want to make sure that this is something that you might be excited about, something that you would like to write content about or that you would like to learn more about. All right. So just a little side tip there for you. All right. So that's it. Once again, my name is Scott Volker and this is the Amazing Seller Podcast. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to leave those comments on the Facebook group. I really appreciate it. Uh, I also wanted to say if you haven't done so already, uh, if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It's just like Amazon. We need reviews to help us uh, you know, move up in the rankings there so we can reach more people, so we can get higher level sellers on here to interview and all that good stuff so you can help us that way. You can also help us by uh, sharing this. If you know someone that you think would uh, benefit from this or a group, 
post it in there for us. That would be awesome. I keep saying us. It's me. I keep saying us. I can't get past that. This isn't some big production. It's me sitting here in my office with my dog, Brody, sitting over here snoring and he's sleeping. Uh, and it's it's very, very snowy outside. So yeah, that's just me. It's not us. But I'm if I say us, I mean me. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, yeah, if you could do that, that would be awesome. If you want to ask a question, uh, you want me to answer something on the show or do a show about, or if you know a seller that you want me to interview, you can just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And then there you can leave either a question or you can just leave me a message and uh, you'll leave a comment over there and then I'll get that and I can go ahead and read it, respond to you, and I can also uh, possibly do a show about it and uh, that could help everyone. Uh, So that's pretty much it. That's going to wrap it up. Head over there, leave me a review over on iTunes. That would be awesome. Ask a question. That would be even cooler and uh, share with others. I would really, really appreciate it. So once again, this is Scott. Talk to you later. Take care.